recording live from Euclid, Ohio. This is the Super Mutt Show. Today's podcast, April, is Autism Awareness Month. April is Autism Awareness Month. What is autism? What is an autism spectrum disorder? Autism spectrum disorder is a developmental disability. It causes the person to struggle with social and communication interaction and exhibit restrictive and or repetitive patterns of behavior. Autism can range from very mild, high-functioning, to too profound or severe. People can be very verbal, nonverbal, and anywhere in between. There is a wide range of ability among people on the autism spectrum. Some people with autism are gifted and others need a lot of levels of support to ensure their health and well-being. While great strides are being made, there is no known cause of what autism, what causes autism. And there's no singular effective treatment for autism because each person on the autism autism spectrum is different. People on the autism spectrum, no matter how mild or how how functioning or how verbal they may be, they will still struggle and have struggles centered around social skills and communication skills. Autism is struggling with maintaining back and forth conversations. It is talking on and on about a subject of interest. Or it's being quiet because the person doesn't know what to say at that time or in that situation. Autism is being verbal or very verbal around family or a special loved one. And being extremely quiet in a different situation because they don't know what to say or how to react around strangers or in an unfamiliar setting or with unfamiliar groups of people. The autistic person may find it easy to talk one-on-one with a person but yet struggle to keep up in a group conversation. Autism is standing next to someone hoping they will notice you and say something to you because you don't know how to walk up to another person and start the conversation with them. Autism is appearing to be selfish or self-centered because you don't know how to share attention. You don't know how to share emotions and you don't know how to share with others properly in the way that they feel is appropriate. Autism is not using enough eye contact or staring or giving too much eye contact because you don't understand, as an autistic person, you don't understand proper eye contact. Autism is appearing different or strange because your posture 
your facial expressions, tone of voice, and gestures may appear inappropriate or odd to, you, to others because you don't show these things like a neurotypical person. Autism is the inability to fully understand and use nonverbal communication. Autism is the child who don't know how to engage in pretend play. Autism is the inability to engage in age-appropriate activities and social experiences. It causes autism causes your development to lag behind. Autism is pacing back and forth, rocking your body, flapping your arms, moving your fingers around, humming, making noise, or doing things that some people think is weird, annoying, or inappropriate. Autism is like in a routine. It's doing the same thing at the same time each day, following a pattern, or doing the same thing on the same day, on a certain day of the week. Autism is eating pizza every Wednesday and having fish every Friday and having ice cream every night after dinner, having dinner at 6 o'clock on a dot every day and then finishing off with a candy bar or ice cream sundae. And not not changing like, okay, tonight I'm going to have a cookie, tomorrow I'm going to have cake. Nope, it's always the same dessert, same thing, same time every day. Autism is having sensory issues. Noticing small sounds that most people overlook. Sounds in a room that run together. Discomfort when hearing loud noises or high-pitched sounds. Having lights bother your eyes. And certain smells bother your nose. Autism, a person on the autism spectrum has no special autistic look. A person with autism is just a person with autism. Even though a person on the autism spectrum struggle with a similar set of autistic traits, symptoms, and behaviors, no two people on the autism spectrum is alike. Because each person, <clears throat> each person on the autism spectrum is a unique individual person. April is also Child Abuse Prevention Month. Child abuse is physical abuse, hitting, kicking, punching, beating, burning, any physical act that can hurt a child. Physical abuse goes beyond just a spanking or a whooping. It's when you take these things to an extreme level. Child abuse is verbal. It is using your words to attack a child's emotions, feelings, or thought process. Child abuse is sexual. It's more than just rape. It's fondling. It's molesting. It's exploiting a child. It's exposing a child to any sexual act or experience they are not ready for. Neglect is also a form of abuse. You can, you can neglect a child's physical needs, emotional needs, mental needs, educational needs, and medical needs. 
every April, you have one group of people talking about autism awareness. Then you have another group of people talking about child abuse and how to prevent it. Rarely does anyone talk about abuse and autism together. When people talk up, when people talk about abuse and the autistic child, the focus is usually on the abuser outside of the home. When a child is diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder, does that diagnosis protect that child from child abuse? Has an abusive or neglectful parent ever said, I abuse, I abuse my child, but since my child received an autism diagnosis, I think I'm going to change. I think I'm going to love my child and take proper care of them just because they're autistic now. The answer to this is no. No parent has ever said, I was going to abuse and neglect my child. But since my child is not a neurotypical child, I changed my mind. I think I would love and care for them instead. The truth is, a parent will abuse no matter what. It doesn't matter if the child is neurotypical, autistic, Down syndrome, mentally ill, or have any physical disability, mental impairment, developmental disability, any kind of special needs, any kind of differences. An abusive parent will abuse no matter what. Some parents are naturally loving and caring, and others are naturally selfish and abusive. Child abuse relies not on the child, it relies on the parent. It all depends on what type of parent the parent is. Some parents abuse intentionally. They don't know how to put their own wants and needs before their child's. Other parents abuse unintentionally. They are not aware of their abusive tendencies. Some parents have a hard time making sacrifices for their child. Their needs, the parents' needs, come before their child's needs. Other parents don't understand their child's autistic behaviors and traits. Not understanding their child's autistic traits or state of being can also lead to abuse and neglect. How can a parent meet their child's special needs if they are not aware that their child has special needs? Having autism can actually make a parent abuse more, especially in an undiagnosed child. When a child is unable to speak up for themselves, their parents may lash out at It is not uncommon for a parent to say, You got a mouth. Open it up and use it. The parent has no idea that the child is struggling to get the words from their brain to their mouth. A child on the autism spectrum can have uneven abilities. This can be very confusing to a lot of parents. A parent may wonder, 
Well, how can you know everything about a vacuum cleaner and all its parts? But you can't even follow a simple instruction of me telling you to go throw this in my throw this object in my room. The child may be extremely gifted or talented in one or two areas of their life, but struggle in every other way. Sometimes the child will lag behind in their development. For example, you have a 12-year-old who can draw animals like a professional and tell you anything and everything you need to know about any animal that you can name. Even tell you about animals that you ain't even never heard of. You you view this child as being gifted. Oh yeah, this child is so smart. This child is talented. This child is gifted. This is my genius. Now, this same 12-year-old who seemed like a genius to you still enjoy playing with toys that target preschool-age kids, still enjoy watching PBS. Now you wonder, why is a child this talented still involved in loving such childish things? The first thing you may assume is that the child doesn't want to grow up. They're trying to hold on to their childhood. The parent may get frustrated and lash out at the child for liking these age-inappropriate things. A child who is born with an autism spectrum disorder is a child with autism. This child would deal with autistic symptoms and traits. This child will show autistic behaviors. When a parent notices that their child is struggling in certain areas of their life, they should become alarmed. If a child is struggling academically or even socially, the parent should seek a reason why. For many parents, they assume I send my child to school to learn. I don't send them to school to make friends. But what most parents don't understand, life is one big social experience. You don't have to be friends with the kids you go to school with. But you're still, when you go to school, expected to interact, not only with your peers, but with teacher and school staff. And if a child struggles with their social and communication skills, they're going to struggle to interact with teachers, school officials, and their peers. And this is important because once the child grows up and enters the world on their own, life continues to be one big social skill. You go to work. You have to interact with the public. You have to interact with your coworkers. Even if you don't want to be friends with your co-workers, you still have to be socially interactive with them. You still got to socialize with them. You still got to communicate with them. So yeah, these skills are important. Social skills and communication skills are important. And a child who is on the autism spectrum, they struggle with these things. 
which can complicate their life. With that being said, when a parent notices a child is struggling academically and refuses to seek help for their child, they are allowing their child to struggle. When a parent notices that their child is struggling socially or struggling with their communication skills and they sit back and do nothing, they're allowing their child to struggle. When a parent refuses to seek help for a child who is struggling academically in school, they are guilty of educational neglect. If the parent is neglecting, the, you know, if the parent notices that their child is struggling socially or mentally or emotionally and they refuse to take their child and seek help for them, they're guilty of medical neglect. When any, when any parent notices their child is struggling with any area of their life, they should reach a point where they want to know why. Why is my child struggling with this? Why is my child struggling with that? And as a caring parent, when they see their child struggle, the first thing they want to do is help because they want to see their child do good. They want to see their child thrive. A neglectful and abusive parent, they don't care. They figure their child is their own person. Let them struggle. Let them figure it out on their own. It's not my problem. I don't live in their body. And besides, I got my own life. I don't want to get involved with my child. Not getting the child a proper diagnosis will cause the child to go undiagnosed. The child will live with the symptoms and traits of a disorder that they don't even know they have. Their behaviors and their tendencies, they won't understand. They will show behaviors that are related to an unknown disability or disorder. These unknown behaviors can make the child feel weird or strange to others. This will cause the child to deal with teasing, bullying, and rejection. This will lead to self-esteem issues because the child will feel bad about themselves because they're not like everybody else. Although they wish they could be like everybody else, they try to be like everybody else, but yet they fail. Picture a neurotypical looking 14 year old boy who still plays with toys that a child in first grade would play with. The first thing people will do when they see him is label him as being immature. Now, the 14-year-old, remember, he looks neurotypical. He jumps around, spins himself around in circles, flaps his arms, hums to himself, 
Next thing people would do is look at this kid. Oh, that kid's weird. That kid's strange. Dang, that's crazy, little kid. The 14-year-old becomes overwhelmed. He whines. He screams. He falls to the floor. The first thing a person will see when they see that, they will assume that this 14-year-old boy is having a temper tantrum. Then the next thing they're going to say is, he's too old to act that way. He's 14 years old. He should be able to control his actions and his behaviors. He should be able to control himself. Now people are looking at this 14-year-old boy. And they figure, something ain't right with this kid. That's crazy, little boy. He bad. Something wrong with him. He ain't being disciplined. He ain't being raised right. Now, let's add an autism diagnosis to this situation. This 14-year-old boy who looks neurotypical is diagnosed with an autism spectrum disorder. Now, you see this 14-year-old autistic kid playing with a toy that a first grader would play with. Now, it becomes acceptable. Why? Because he's autistic. He's no longer this mature, immature boy who shouldn't be playing with that because he's too old. Now he's just an autistic kid liking what he like, and it's cool. Now the 14-year-old boy jumps around, flaps his arms. Oh, he's engaging in self-soothing behaviors. It becomes normal. Now, because he has an autism spectrum disorder, the 14-year-old becomes overwhelmed. Now when he whines, screams, falls to the floor and kick, you no longer look at him as a kid who's having a temper tantrum while being too old. Now you look at this kid in sympathy. And you be like, oh, he's having a meltdown. Let me go see if he's okay. The, the importance of a diagnosis is because it takes the stigma off of the weirdness of the child with the undiagnosed symptoms. When a person does is undiagnosed, you just see them in a negative way. They're strange, they're crazy, they're different, they're off. Something wrong with them. But when a person has a diagnosis, people feel more sympathy for them because there's a reason behind the way they are. <clears throat> Their behavior has a name. It has a reason. And we live in a society where people judge. Without a diagnosis, everyone is so quick to say a person is weird, strange, crazy, different, immature, bad, inappropriate, everything negative. 
when you don't have a diagnosis and you live undiagnosed, people view you in a negative way. When you get diagnosed, people view you in a more positive way. You're now being viewed as your diagnosis. Even though you are not your diagnosis, you're still a person. See, when you get diagnosed with a disability, you are still a person. You just so happen to be a person with autism. You're not an autistic autistic person. You're still a person first. You just so happen to live with an autism spectrum disorder. A diagnosis is a label that many parents don't want their child to have. However, I gave you these examples to show you just how important a diagnosis is to a child with special needs. A diagnosis, and I will say this again, a diagnosis gives a reason and an example of a person's state of being. It will help them and others to understand the reasons behind why they are the way they are. As we travel through the month of April and beyond, I will talk about autism and child abuse together because this is a subject that no one rarely touches on. This is a subject that no one seems to want to address.